This is episode 304, Cutting Ties with a Family Member with Allison. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope that you've been enjoying the Coach's Corners, really having amazing guests to interview this year. I'm so, so pleased with who's showing up on the podcast and have more really great interviews ahead. If you missed last week's, I had Dr. Shafali on the show. She's known for her work in conscious parenting, but had a new book out about radical awakening ourselves. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful book and was a wonderful interview. So go back and check that out. And every Wednesday, like today's episode, we release a coaching call where it's an unscripted, unedited, unproduced session between me and someone that calls into the show. If you want to get on the wait list to be on the podcast, all you have to do is go to christinehaster.com slash waitlist. Also, how would you like to win a free 30-minute private session with me that is not aired, that is just for you? I know a lot of you would love to have a 30-minute session, but being on the show, maybe you're a little timid. Well, here's how you can be put into a drawing for a free 30-minute private session with me. Just go to where you listen to this podcast, either on iTunes or Spotify, mostly iTunes, and leave a rating and a review. Once you write the review and it posts, screenshot your review and go to christinehassler.com slash review, upload it there, and you will automatically be entered into the drawing. And this will be for the entire month of July, and we'll announce the winner of the free 30-minute session. Well, I probably won't announce the person on air because they might want to stay anonymous, but we'll be letting you know by the first week in August who wins the session. So again, just leave a rating and a written review. Go to christinehaster.com slash review and upload the screenshot. Really helps the show. The more five-star reviews that the show has, the more it grows, the more reviews that it has, also the more it grows. So thank you in advance for doing this. Today, I have a sensitive topic, which is cutting off ties with a family member. And just in full transparency, Allison, the guest on the show today, has done other workshops with me. So I had a little more background information on her than someone that I had never spoke to before. So that factored in the way I coached. And when it comes to cutting ties with a family member, this is tricky. It's tricky. And I may even come across as cold or uncaring in my coaching to her. However, what I have learned about boundaries and about family and about really having a healthy life and being our most authentic self is that continuing to be in a relationship with someone, even if they're our own mother who is abusive, who is volatile, who just cannot respect boundaries or have a healthy relationship just because they're our family member, like keeping them in our life just out of guilt and obligation. That's not love. That's guilt and obligation. And sometimes it is cutting ties with someone that may be the catalyst for them waking up in this lifetime and doing some of their own work. So if you have someone in your life, a family member or a friend who you're considering 
cutting the relationship with, like ending the relationship, then I think you're going to get a lot of value from today's episode. And if that circumstance doesn't really apply to you, all of you can relate to a situation of like, you want to do things, but you feel guilty. You want to do something, but you feel like somebody needs to give you permission. (laughs) Like, you know, something is right, but you're just so up against guilt and obligation that you can't get to the other side of it. You can't choose. You have a hard time choosing you. Well, then you'll get a lot out of this episode as well. So as you're listening, consider, is there someone in your life who really doesn't deserve to be in your life and it's not healthy to have them in your life anymore? Next, are you often the peacemaker in family or in relationships so much so that actually you don't have peace in your life? You're so invested in being the peacemaker, you don't have peace. Are you still living in a fantasy of what you wish your parent or someone in your life could be? when you really actually need to grieve what they are? And finally, do you love yourself and your family enough to put firm, healthy boundaries around you so that you can break a lot of the generational patterning and trauma? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Allison. Last thing before we dive in, I know a lot of you are coaches out there. You want to sharpen your coaching skills. I encourage you to check out my program with Evercoach. It's in partnership with them. It's a very thorough yet not super long course to really dive in and sharpen your coaching skills. I teach you how to coach on the mental, emotional, behavioral, and spiritual level. You see live sessions with people. I explain them kind of like, if you like the show, (laughs) it's like 10 times what I do here, maybe even 20. So go to christinehasler.com slash unleashed. That link will be in the show notes as well. Unleashed, U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D. Unleashed, christinehasler.com slash unleashed. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Allison, who is working on unleashing herself from her unhealthy pattern and ties to her mother. Allison, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Well, thank you so much. And my question for you today is really a bit about how to handle an adult relationship with my mom. You know, she's very challenging to deal with. I had a a, quite a traumatic childhood growing up. There was a lot of emotional abuse, verbal abuse were, were the two big ones. There was physical as well. And when I try to put boundaries in place to keep myself safe, she pushes back like not just a little bit, but she really pushes back a lot. And the more I create boundaries to protect myself, I suppose, and Mm -hmm. I guess be authentic in my life, the more she lashes out at me. And we have a a long history of being codependent. I mean, she, when I was very small, I was the parent essentially. And, and so I basically took care of her and was the caregiver um, emotionally Mm-hmm. till I was probably 20, 29, 30. And then it started to cr- like crush me and I couldn't do it anymore. So mm-hmm. it started changing and that wasn't okay with her. Right. Right. You changed the rules on her without consulting her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I did. She really didn't take kindly to that and, and really never has. And, and I think, I think I probably could live a life without her, but there's a piece of me that doesn't really want that. And I think a lot of that's connected to my son. Okay. Um, he is um, going to be seven right away here. And 
I asked her at one point, I said, mom, what kind of relationship do you want with him? Like, what kind of grandma do you want to be? And she said, well, I want to be like Grammy was to you, her mom. And I was like, okay, well, how are you going to make that happen? And she's like, well, I don't, I don't know, but like my grandmother was a surrogate mother to me. Mm -hmm. And my mom wasn't capable of being a full-time caregiver as a single mom. And, um, so she was really my rock. My my Grammy was my rock. Mm -hmm. And and I just was like, I don't know how you're going to do that, for, but maybe that's why I'm still here. <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. I'm hanging on to this relationship. Mm-hmm. So he's seven-ish. Has yeah. she shown up like your Grammy so far? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even close. So that piece of you that still wants a relationship with her, what piece of you is that? The piece of me that wants the relationship with her is for him. It's, you know, I want, I always wanted the mom that was going to be, you know, loving and caring for me and asking me how I was. And, you know, I've struggled with that for a long time and it's not actually long ago that I came to a place where I'm just never going to get that. And so as I was, you know, the little girl, I mean, really, really wanted her. But as I've come to realize it's not going to happen, um, and what a makes you of, think it will happen with your son? I don't know. Maybe because it's not me. Maybe it's, and I think this but is But it what, never had anything to do with you. No. It's her. It, it never did. And that's the crappy part is thinking about when I, when I am in my head, it makes so much sense. And then when I'm not, it, it's like, but it must've been me. It was my fault. Mm-hmm. Like there was something I didn't do. And my logical is like, that's crazy. Well, that's the abuse part. Yeah. This is very, very, very common for the part that it was the emotional, verbal and physical abuse from mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were more than one. Her boyfriend was who lived with us, um, from when I was 14 to 24 was the one who really was, primary with the verbal and the emotional Mm -hmm. abuse, but she was completely emotionally unavailable, like vacant Mm -hmm. and not protecting you either. No. And there was a time where I was like, there was one particular moment that I recall. I don't know. I might've been 16 or something like that, where I was like, you have to choose. Like you have to, he, this is what he's doing to me. Can you not see how much this is hurting me? And why are you not here for me, not standing up for me and making him stop? Like, why don't you kick him out of our house? Mm -hmm. And she never never did anything. And I bet you want to be different with your son, don't you? Oh, yeah. Parenting has been the ultimate trigger for me because I was so scared to have kids because I didn't want that to happen to them. Right. So... Stepping out of wishful thinking, putting your little girl desires aside, because they're still there a little bit. I know you you said you mm-hmm. think you've resolved it, but we wouldn't be having this conversation if that was 100% true. No. And it's a, it's a hard one. I mean, the mother wound, any parental wound is hard, but the mama wound is a, it's a big one. So if you just put that aside and you step into your protective mama bear, mm-hmm. do you really think it's in your son's highest good to have your mother in his life. No, no. 
And I, not at all. Okay. I mean, I've, I, I guess I do know that because as he's been growing up, I used her help a lot for babysitting and for taking care of, because I had a lot of postpartum depression. And as he's gotten older, the contact has diminished because, you know, there's been just so many incidents where she's treated him so poorly. Right. And you've got to protect him. The mama bear is, it just comes out and I'm like, you cannot talk to him like that. Like I get very direct and very angry with her. And it's the only time I'm allowed to be angry with her, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Which is great. I love that it comes out, but wouldn't it be even better if it never got to that point? Like if he actually was never exposed to her. Yeah. Yeah. He's never had a sleepover. He's never gone to her house Mm -hmm. for any amount of time. You know, she's only ever come here. But you're right. It's. It's going to impact her. Not. It's going to impact. So where your mom has her story and if I were talking to her, I'd have compassion for her. I'd probably yeah. be calling her forward to take some responsibility for her life, but I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you, the daughter that she abused, the daughter that she didn't protect, the daughter that she made parent her and the daughter that she still doesn't see and she still doesn't try with. Yeah. And you know, I don't have to tell you this, you know, this is a very unhealthy, toxic, dysfunctional dynamic. And I think you also know that not having her in your life and not having her in your son's life is probably best for you and for Mm -hmm. him because it doesn't look like she's really coming to the table and saying, I'm going to change. I want to change. I mean, maybe she says, I want to be like your granny, but she's had seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And she's definitely not showing up in that time. She's so hard to, I mean, I, at this point, it wouldn't, I wouldn't really miss what I'm not, what I already don't have with her. I don't, and it's so hard to, I don't know why it's so much harder to let it go for my, my son. I think it's because he didn't do anything. Neither did you. And neither did I. And that's hard for you with your son because he's triggering your childhood memories. Absolutely. It's like by cutting her out of his life, all of your abandonment wounds, all of your neglect wounds are being re-triggered. He's not going to be sad about this. Oh, so I don't think you saying you're sad for him is way more about you than it is for him. This is not a loss for him. No. At no, all. That's... If I asked him right now, he'd probably be like, I don't, it's fine with me. I want to go play with my friends. I want people around that my mama doesn't have to protect me from. Yeah. So So, I'm going to ask you, what is keeping you from really cutting off this relationship, cutting ties? Because it is possible. I'm thinking of a friend right now, and I know this sounds cold, but I don't believe that being related to someone gives them the right to treat us like shit. I just don't, I don't believe that. That's, that's a very, it's, it's conditioning and it's, it's labored with guilt and it doesn't, isn't a healthy way to make decisions. So I'm thinking of a friend of mine who has no contact with her mother. Has completely cut her off Yeah, because she's very dysfunctional, very unhealthy, wasn't a good mom, narcissist, like all kinds of things. And do you know how much better her life has got since she's done that? It's probably 
a hundred percent better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Did I she think- have some guilt? Yes. Yeah. But when she really felt into the guilt, it was less about her actually feeling bad and more about that. This isn't what I quote unquote should be doing. But then when she really connected with her little girl inside, she realized that she has to protect the little girl now. So you didn't have a mom, Allison, but you are mama bear to little Allison as well. And I want to ask little Allison, what big Alice, what she wants big Allison to do here. Mm. It's, I mean, it's so clear. She, little Allison definitely wants not to have to be hurt and not to be in these situations that are volatile and painful and, um, and she wants to be protected Mm -hmm. and like the, the message is so clear. And I think that the struggle, I think what it boils down to is that if I cut ties with my mom, then I also will lose my brother and my sister-in-law who I have more of a relationship with because of the way the codependent ties have all intertwined between all of us. When I withdrew, it put pressure on them to step up and I got, they got mad at me for, you know, saying, look, I'm not going to take this behavior anymore. And we've kind of come through that. And I say come through it, like nothing has changed actually, but they are over it in a way they've, they've decided to move forward. And I know if I go no contact with my mom, um, which I've considered for sure, I I'll lose them. And Mm -hmm. that hurts more than losing my own mom. Mm -hmm. How often do you see them? Well, um, until very recently, I would see my sister-in-law once a week, we would ride together, Mm -hmm. um, once a week and my brother's a workaholic, like he copes in his own ways. So I rarely see him. Um, but I, I did see Heather quite a bit. Well, here's what you can do because this is, this is a family problem as much as it is a you problem. You could go over to your brother and sister-in-law's house and say, this is what I'm planning to do. This is toxic. This is dysfunctional. This is volatile. This is hurting all of our lives. I'm going to be cutting ties. I don't expect you to pick up the slack. You can give Mm -hmm. them a book on boundaries. You can have this conversation with them and say, Mm -hmm. you know, you can do that. I'm not expecting you to pick it up. I want to keep a relationship with you. I do. And I understand if you can't because of my decision, but to protect my son and to protect myself, like I can't do this anymore. I'm just reliving the cycle of abuse. And quite honestly, so are you. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the time to put on your big girl pants and have these conversations. If that's what you're scared of, great. Handle it. Go talk to them. You can do this, Allison. You can. But you can't continue to betray your little girl and her needs just because you want to keep your relationship with your brother. She's going to constantly feel like you're choosing other people over her. Yeah, I guess so. I can see that happening for sure. She, cause she would be like, Oh, you know, cause she has all these side conversations. So I know that when I, when I spend time with them, I know that she finds out. Your mom. 
Yeah. And she's, Mm -hmm. and then she's judgmental about that because she, like her messaging is always so twisted and she just, she wants a relationship, but she wants the relationship she wants, which Mm -hmm. has really Mm -hmm. nothing to do with me or my authenticity. She wants me to just fill the role that I've always filled. And well, yeah, she, she doesn't know how or want to be a mother. And she's no, not willing no. to look at her stuff. And you know what, Allison? Like, that's not yours to fix. She's the mother. You're the daughter. If she were your child and she was acting out and rebelling, I'd be giving you different advice because it's yeah. your child. You, It's more of a responsibility. But this is your mother and you've been her parent the whole time. And this is a big one because even though rationally you understand everything I'm saying, there's still a little girl in there who, who's torn. One, she wants you to protect her from her. And two, she's still hoping that maybe she'll come around someday. Yeah. The piece that's hoping that she's going to come around someday is that was the hardest part in just deciding to change in the first place, like change me, change how I was interacting with her because it was like, if I just keep doing things the way I've been doing and close, like create a wall in myself, then it'll keep the drama at bay. But I was such a mess. I just couldn't keep doing it at some point. I don't even know what happened. And I just couldn't keep going on like that Yeah, because I was just like, everything was centering around that. There was constant drama but who needs this? Who said that? And it's just, I don't even want that in my life. Can and you feel how much of this call you're justifying a decision you want to make? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't can. need to, my love. Yeah. You don't need to justify this yeah. at all. It's okay. It's okay to make a self-honoring choice and cut ties with someone who's been abusive to you since you were young. I'm so sorry that that person happens to be your mother. It makes it so much harder. Yeah. But if this person wasn't your mother, there's no way you'd have her in your life. No way in hell. No, no, no way in hell. And so you can continue to justify and explain to me all the things that have happened, but I I get it. I get it a hundred percent. Or you can talk about what you're going to commit to. Um, that's, that's so true. Um, I think that committing to a life of no contact with my mom, I already know in my heart that there's a lot of peace that lives there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There might be some grief that comes up at first. There might be some strong boundaries and barriers you have to hold, there might be some phone blocking that needs to happen, but yeah, there's going to be some peace there and there's going to be a sense of freedom too. I can, I can see the freedom for sure. And I think when I think, when I just said that, what, what ended up coming through was sadness for, for my grandpa, which He's also a part of this web because he was a co-parent and because he's really old. And I know like none of this stuff means like it is no reason to carry on, Mm -hmm. but there's grief around the fact that, you know, he's 93. I'm going to lose him. I know I'm going to lose him anyways, 
but I mean, I would lose him if I, if I did this to, to my mom, but if I did this to protect myself, maybe and my Again, little- I would have conversations with grandpa and brother and, and be honest. I don't want to lose you. This is what's happening. This is what my relationship with her is like. I'm not asking you to choose me or her. You can have her in your life too. I would just like to continue to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Like this is where I want to empower you to speak your truth and not just assume that you're going to lose all these things to actually go and have these conversations and, and speak, like I said, from your heart and say, I, I don't want to lose you. I'm not asking you to take over. Mm-hmm. But this, yeah. I can't do this anymore. And quite frankly, neither can you. No. To your brother. To grandpa, you know, it's different. It's his daughter. And you can just say, like, I love you. I don't know how much time you have left. I'm going to be cutting ties with mom. I can explain to you why if you want to know. I really don't want to lose you. I'm not asking you to pick sides. I just would like you to not cut me off, but I understand if you need to because she's your daughter. But you can at least go have that conversation with him. And if he isn't open to it, then you can say your goodbye. Like you get to, this doesn't have to be like, you cut her off today and everybody else disappears from your life. I understand that that may be a possibility. Like, you know, your family dynamic better than me, but I'm also offering you, Allison, heartfelt, honest, vulnerable, grounded conversations with people are possible Mm -hmm. here. I would at least try. Yeah, I, I can totally do that with all of those people. I, I mean, I know in my heart that I mean, my brother would, and his, and his wife will probably, you know, have contact with me still to some extent. Uh, I'd lose my grandpa because they're codependent. They live together. Like one, he's a lot of the reason why she never grew up and Mm. she was never, Mm -hmm. you know, and so now he's older and she's his primary caregiver and they live in the same house and Mm -hmm. they're completely intertwined. Like you can tell one from the next. So I mean, I, I, so it's kind of like, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, and it's double the grief Yeah, because I know that he, you know, while we might have phone chats, you know, it's going to be about what's going on in the house because he's not doing anything else. It's like, he doesn't have a life outside of her and what she does with him. She she doesn't even really drive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. It just, I can see that I'm going to, I'm going to end up grieving times two. Yeah. Well, I think it's more grieving the mother you never had. And I think you've been doing that your whole life, quite honestly. And you might actually feel such a sense of relief that the grief moves through quite quickly because this is the grief you've been carrying since you were a very little girl. You knew early on you didn't have a mom. Oh yeah. So this could feel like a big relief. And with grandpa, you know, I hear you, I get it. And you're choosing you. Uh, Yeah. You're choosing you. This is not easy. No, my, my sort of, um, for lack of a better word, black and white approach to this of encouraging you to, well, I'm not really encouraging you anything. I'm just reaffirming what you already want to do. <laughs> this was a choice you already, you called me knowing that I was going to support this choice that you want to make. So it isn't even me encouraging you. It's more just validating you 
and saying, yes, you deserve this. You deserve to be emancipated from this relationship. And if having a closer relationship with your grandfather, if, if that's the cost, then that's sad. Mm-hmm. And I feel you on that, but your son and your family, that's got to take priority. Yeah. A hundred percent. Your grandmother, your grandfather had every opportunity to show up for you and protect you and defend you and parent yeah. his daughter differently. He I know. didn't. So let them live together and you get on with your life. Yeah. He really didn't. Yeah. Because we all live together. (laughs) How does it feel? Just take yourself a year from now. You haven't had contact with your mom. You still see your brother and sister-in-law in law actually. And this huge weight, you have, you don't have any mean messages. You don't have any volatile behavior. You don't have any weird gaslighting happening. How do you feel? When I feel into that, um, yeah, I can, I can really feel a sense of freedom and I can feel a lot lighter and the idea of, because I've, I've always carried so much guilt because I've been the peacemaker and the one who's kind of kept everybody together, like the glue Um, the one who brought people together, kept things sane and, and, you know, I, I've already given up that role, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't play that role anymore. And so, I mean, if I think and feel into a year from now, you know, honestly, there's not even a lot that would be different Mm. to be totally honest, because other than I wouldn't feel guilty about taking the leap yeah. because, you know, COVID gave me an opportunity to have space without guilt. Yeah. I bet even though it feels like things aren't going to be different or feel different, Mm -hmm. I bet that you'll feel there will be differences that you can't even imagine based on. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk in a year. (laughs) <laughs> let's see, you know, after you take action and let's see what, where you are. And like I said, I get that this is a biggie and this is really, really hard, but what's harder, what's been harder over time is to live with this. So you're a grown up woman. You have the choice. Now you get to choose who gets to be in your life and who doesn't as a child, you didn't have that choice. You have that choice yeah. now. That, that is hundred percent true. Thank you, Allison, for sharing such an important topic and something that has been on your heart and on your mind. I so acknowledge your vulnerability and your courage and your honesty in this. So as you heard, Allison throughout her life had an emotional, verbal, and physically abusive relationship with her mom. Her mom also had boyfriends or at least one boyfriend who was abusive with Allison as well. Whenever she tries to set boundaries, her mom pushes back. And, you know, the more she tries to set boundaries, the more she la- her mom lashes out. And Allison has the history of being the parent. Um, and this is, I didn't say this to Allison. I really want to emphasize this. When we're the parentified child, it's so confusing in the psyche. And that's why there's so much guilt and obligation. Because 
as a parent, you'd be like, I could never abandon my child. My child could murder someone and I still would love them. Like, I don't know how I could ever cut ties with my child. Well, that's more the appropriate order, right? But we aren't supposed to be the parent to our parents. And when we're faced with maybe cutting ties, one of the reasons it's so difficult is because we're in role reversal. A lot of that guilt comes from we've been this We've been our parents' parents, so it's really hard to cut them off. But as you heard in the call, this is not a healthy dynamic. Her mom isn't willing to change. And you can you could hear a couple things going on. There was the theme of, well, I want my son to have a grandmother. I want, to, I want her in my life for my son. Yes, and that was also her little girl wanting her mom to be different, you know, And I've heard that from a lot of people. They see their parents as grandparents and go, oh, wow, I wish they would have been that way with me. And it can be a beautiful healing opportunity to see a different side of our parents with our children. However, her mom isn't showing up as a loving grandmother to her son. She's not showing up like Allison's grandmother. So she's got to step into mama bear and really protect her child, both from anything grandma might do or say, or things that might make him uncomfortable, but also from son seeing mom upset by grandma. Because it's one thing if the grandma's upsetting the son, but it's another thing if he's watching mama get upset by grandma, even if she's not direct, even if she was a gem to him. If grandma is upsetting mommy, son's going to feel that. He's seven years old. He's a sponge. He's going to feel all of that and be confused and not know where his allegiances stand. And it's going to be really hard. So in a lot of ways, cutting ties protects her and it protects the son. And she can go and find other maternal roles, other older, wiser women. I mean, that is one thing we just don't have a lot of reverence for our aging population. And I I'm sure there are so many elders in her community who would love to take her and her son under their wing and be that elder. So she may not be getting it from her biological mom, but it doesn't mean she can't get it at all. And then the other theme was, I don't want to lose my grandfather. I don't want to lose my brother. And I understand the grandfather part may be hard because it sounds like he's pretty codependent with his daughter, her mother. But in terms of her brother, this is where grown-up conversations are so relevant, really going and saying, hey, this is what I need to do. I don't want to lose you. I don't expect you to, to carry the slack. You know, just as if her mother was sick or something like that, they would need to have a family meeting and discuss how they wanted to move forward, who's going to do what. And for Allison, who's been in this weird codependent parentified role, but also like has a scared little girl inside, having these grown-up conversations can be pretty challenging and pretty confronting. But as I like to say, confronting conversations, we can reframe them as clarification conversations. The other thing that was really happening was there was a lot of justification. She'd tell me another story and another story. And there was one point where I was like, Allison, do you hear how much you're justifying? You don't need to justify. And that's one of the ways we try to get over the guilt and obligation, right? We justify, justify, justify. But it's okay just to say this is not healthy and I need to choose me and my family. And it's time for Allison to really find the peace in herself. She's spent so much time being the peacemaker in the family that there's no peace inside. And again, her son's going to feel that. 
So for her marriage, for her family, for her own little girl, she's got to do what's best for them. And from my point of view, in this case, it's very strong boundaries to the extent of cutting off the relationship. I know that sounds so drastic to so many of you. I get that. And I also know people who've done it and it was necessary and their life is so much better. Again, just because someone is related to you, even a parent, doesn't give them the right to be in your life. Allison didn't have a choice as a little girl when her mom was abusive or was subjecting her to abusive boyfriends, but now she has that choice. She can opt out of this relationship. She can do it with love. She can send so much love to her mom. She can keep a picture of her on her desk if she wants and send love to her higher self. It doesn't need to be done with anger. It doesn't need to be done with hate. Love is also fierce. Love is truth. Love is also very fierce. Love is truth. (laughs) Any of you that have children, that mama or papa bear inside, you know how fierce love can be for like what is really going to protect my loved one. And so ask yourself that. What do you need to do to really honor healthy boundaries for yourself? And that's your biggest takeaway. Where are you in relationship out of guilt and obligation? Where are you the peacemaker, but you don't have peace? And what are some ties that you need to cut? Challenging, I know. Difficult, I know. Feels mean and cold, I know. But why are you putting someone that's abusive, that doesn't respect your boundaries, that crosses line after line after line, why are you putting them above your own self-worth? and your own self-love? Why are you protecting their feelings more than you're protecting the feelings of your inner child? You deserve healthy boundaries. You deserve to get to choose who's in your life and who's not. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.